Hi, I'm Brooke. Hi, friends. I'm Suzanne. And we are the founders of SeekPurposeNow.com. Seek Purpose is a community platform where we can come together and share and grow through our stories, struggles, and victories. This week is part two with Dave Johnson. If you have not heard part one yet, go listen now. I want to binge this episode. Being Easter weekend and having a message that is really touching on those topics that people don't like talking about, which is God, the church, religion, but in a way that I promise you that you were just going to love. When you were sharing your story of that journey and going into the trees and, you know, having that crash, you know, like that, that is un like mm. how many of us have gone through that like right. i've been in recovery for 28 years and i have sat and listened to plane right. crashes in different right. var- varieties that we've all had them like yeah. you're sitting listening you have your plane crash mm. like it's happened or it's happening yeah. and you know that's where um we can just uh know that we're loved yes. and it's going to be used yes. what you're going through right now is going to be yeah, used absolutely god's yeah. mm-hmm. actually used the worst things I've ever done in my life, like every single one of them has been used for good in my recovery and to help somebody else and for the good of someone else. It's Mm. just incredible getting to look back and see his hand in all of it and how he's cleaned up my mess so beautifully. Mm. It's so cool. Mm -hmm. I really love it. And that's a big part of like, you know, I'm so grateful that you came and I was so excited because I do know you from, from the skate life community and seeing how God's worked in your life. And Oh my gosh, it's incredible. And, um, you know, and also to know that, um, you know, it's important that we, we, we talk, we talk about your journey and your story and talk about God here because, um, you know, we're going to talk about God. (laughs) 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 Yeah. So take us back to like what life was like, like in that turmoil when you were before the plane crash, when things weren't going so well, you're smoking weed. Mm. What were you like then? What was a day like? Sure. It's kind of almost hard to remember now in some ways, because it's about maybe 17 years ago or Mm -hmm. something like that. But in many ways, I was very much the same person, but I was still discovering who I am. And I, in many ways, I'm still discovering who I am. Mm-hmm. But I think by, you know, your teen years and your 20s is a, is a discovery time. And then following that, it's a time of deciding to become it. So mm-hmm. now every day it's deciding to become who I've discovered who I am. Mm-hmm. And God's revealed to me who I am. And so in that time period, I think uh, my life, for the most part, I was... Um, insecure as many teenagers are if you're listening god bless you you are not alone (laughs) (laughs) we're adults adults. i don't think there's an age limit on that no that's true that's true that's right that's right but i was highly insecure um and i i think in some ways i was just living in that tension of knowing that what i was doing on a daily basis which was picking up weed and then selling like i was selling weed I was I actually started importing it to Iceland, and uh, um, yeah, so I I was doing that a lot and making money off it, and I enjoyed it. And but at the same time, it was just living in that tension of my activity not lining up with my identity. Mm-hmm. Now, am I a perfect per- person today? Does my activity at all times line up with my identity? Absolutely not. But have I come a long way? I can say I have. Mm-hmm where uh, actually a lot of my activity is an outflow of my identity, of, of who God has made me to be. Mm-hmm. 
And so uh, I think in many ways, I mean, like I was smoking weed every single day and, and what, what that does is just your thoughts and your mind. I mean, our thoughts are so important. Our mind, the state of uh, our thoughts, our thoughts shape us. They are mm-hmm. really, really powerful things. Uh, Dr. Caroline Leaf, a neuroscientist, a Christian neuroscientist, talks a lot about how what we think ultimately what we is you know we become as a man thinketh so he is Mm -hmm. and so um what marijuana did to me um and i know it's different for everybody but it demotivated me it actually got led to a point where i was stuttering my my language i just couldn't and i was a waiter at the time Mm. and so just insecurity even more and so it, it led to a place of um yeah just emotional discomfort for sure mm-hmm. yeah and that's where jesus just he needed to break through in my life 100 mm-hmm. but it also gave me so now i have such an affinity and a love and a and a heart for skaters who are smoking weed like who am i to judge <laughs> i can't judge them at all yeah and so every other monday night here at our church we've got this massive gymnasium and we actually have some uh, ramps and nothing like friction we don't have <laughs> my goodness not even close but it's amazing. I mean, you put a rail in a box and a garbage can to jump over and you get like 30 kids. <laughs> right. Because, because it's raining outside. Yeah. And, uh, and it smells like marijuana and the language is, is <laughs> vibrant. It's uh, quite interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just love them. Mm-hmm. And you have girls too? Them. Yeah, we've, we've got a couple of really young girls, like maybe yeah. like seven or eight year olds, like, like you know, parents bring them mm-hmm. um yeah because the girls the girls are important that's one thing <laughs> I'm proud of. that's one thing i'm proud of friction because we really brought the girl power yeah, into skating on. at Let's friction go. We got. Let's i'm go. pretty proud of that i'm trying to get my girl Avery on the board mm. yeah so um that definitely did shape me and and you know our past it uh it's not our it, you know it does shape us so at least mm. i'm icelandic so that shaped me and and my marijuana uh use my, you know, short-term memory and uh, my organization and stuff like that. Maybe I just easily categorize it as side effects of that. But I, you know, <laughs> five years of smoking weed every day yeah. probably didn't help. Mm-hmm. Uh, but our thoughts are are really really important. Mm-hmm. And what we say about ourselves, if I can kind of go down on a tangent yeah, there, let's do it. Um, I think we have to be really careful about uh, what we listen to and what we watch because that ultimately affects what we think, and what we think ultimately affects what we do, and if we're not careful um, with our, and that's why the Bible says to take every thought captive under the Lordship of Jesus Christ, that there's this battlefield of the mind. I am a believer that when we become Christians, there's no longer a battle of the soul. Your soul has been won before becoming, giving your life to God. There is a battle for your soul. Mm -hmm. And, And I even, I'm meeting with a guy named Trevor today. I've been meeting with this guy, you know, he's not a Christian and I'm looking at him like Trevor, like, there's a battle for your soul. And he's like, I know, I feel it. Like mm-hmm. there's a battle. There is. Mm-hmm. But when we become Christians, there's no longer a battle for your soul. You're, mm-hmm. so, you are the, you're a child of God. You've been ransomed by the blood of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. But there's now a battle for your mind. Mm-hmm. And that's what we are. We're in a constant battle. And thankfully, we are partnering with Jesus Christ, who mm-hmm. is victor. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, our thoughts are very, very important. And what we say about ourselves, I remember... One time I saw a YouTube video of this man who stepped, who had put his daughter in front of a mirror. I don't know if you've seen this video. And he say, he said, girl, I want you to say I'm beautiful. And this is like like, like three-year-old girl. She's like, I'm beautiful, right? (laughs) Girl, I want you to say I'm strong. 
I'm strong, right? Mm-hmm. And and just saying all these, just you know, saying all these positive things about her. And so I saw this video, and and I started doing the same with my daughter, Avery. You know, I put her in front of the mirror, and she's like, "Dad, what are you doing?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Avery, I want you to say I am beautiful." She's like, uh, "I'm beautiful. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm strong, right?" And um, and I started doing this like every every other month, uh, every other day, or whatever. Now a few weeks went by, and something pretty crazy happened. So my wife is coming home from shopping, typical, <laughs> and uh, grocery shopping, should I say? Mm-hmm. She rings the doorbell. We're, we're living in a townhouse at the time. And Avery runs down and my wife's putting the groceries down and she goes to grab. Now she's like two and a half at the time. She goes to grab a four liter jug of milk. And of course, my wife, just being a good parent, she's like, hey, Avery, like, no, 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 like, like, baby girl, maybe just why don't you take the crackers? Like, this is a little bit too heavy. And then Avery looks at my my wife and she says, but daddy says I'm strong. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, in that moment, okay, I knew, I, so I ran down these stairs, right? I'm like, Avery, you are strong, right? <laughs> Turned to my wife, I was like, have some faith, woman. <laughs> I didn't say that. I would have been in the doghouse for like months. Okay, but I, you know what's so cool is I, I'm like, Avery, you are strong. You can do this. And so here's this two and a half year old, like she's like, she weighs the weight of this milk jug. And she's like, puts it onto one step, right? And I'm like, girl, you're so beautiful. Look at those biceps. You're so strong. And just me as her father affirming every single step, it took her 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. But up those 14 steps, Avery took that jug of milk. At the very top, she put up her hand. She said, look, I am strong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there is something about sitting under the scriptures into hearing the father's voice. You are anointed. You are loved. I take pleasure in you. You are favored. I, I have called you to a destiny. Sitting under your father, your heavenly father's affirmation that begins to correct your thoughts because mm. I'm so quick to think, oh, I'm in lack or man, my, my circumstances aren't, you know, they suck, you know, and all those kind of things. And God just like, no, 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 hey, hey, mm. hey. And the moment that we begin to do that, um, just listening to what our father says, mm-hmm. uh, that begins to change your thoughts. And I think that we can accomplish much more and believe in much more um, when we correct our thoughts in alignment with with god mm-hmm. that's what the I worst thing that can happen is you have a pretty good day yeah <laughs> we are finishing up season two and what better way than to create the most awesome event that involves everybody on april 24th we are staying sober and going live to support our loved ones in recovery whether or not you're in recovery or just supporting someone in recovery you can stay sober and share your story live on instagram or facebook use the hashtag just 424. Come celebrate your loved ones in recovery by staying clean and sober for 24 hours. The Just 424 project supports people in all walks of their recovery. Yeah. I love it in the recovery recovery world because I always tell people that I don't have a drinking problem. I have a thanking problem. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it is it is a battleground. Like every morning you wake up, it is um, it is difficult not to um, get into the battleground of the mind. Mm-hmm. You know, and what are we gonna do? What are we going to do to replace that? What can we put in? What mm-hmm. food are we going to, yeah. f- you know, we're thirsty. I'm thirsty yeah. every day yeah. to be able to get fed. Yes. And what am I going to feed? Yes. I love the old, the, the Aboriginal always says that what wolf is the strongest one, the one you feed. Right? Yeah. So yes. which one Isn't are we going to feed? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I love so. how it like goes right from Genesis to like the beginning of the Bible, like the oldest book that is like verified history book or whatever mm-hmm. that we have. You see the fruit 
you think about the fruit, you get isolated from someone like your um, mm-hmm. church community or community or whatever, and you're alone with like outside thoughts. The snake, the devil comes in, t- gets mm-hmm. into your head, your thoughts start going, you get the fruit, then you hide the shame, the guilt. Like everything is the same as what we do today mm-hmm. when we're sinning. Like yes. it's exactly the same stuff over and over. Our humanness is just all over that book and like the antidote to our humanness is in <laughs> there too, right? Yeah. <laughs> now there is a, a real tough question I have to ask because mm-hmm. it is one that I have definitely gone through in my own walk um, in my faith journey and, and many I've experienced and heard in regards to the church. Mm-hmm. Um, because we're in such a social media, you know, explosion, um, you know, since Facebook and, and now, um, podcasts and different things that people are, uh, finding community in different ways and, um, you know, creating this, um, God of their understanding, um, outside of the church. And, um, and a lot of people that have come up and come forward sharing their brokenness, um, that I've definitely heard. And I know others have as well in regards to the damage that has come from the church, not from God. I always have to make that clear. I, whenever I hear people sharing those broken moments that have, um, happened in the church community, um, you know, our first nation people, you know, there's a lot of, uh, really tough, hard, um, facts that are out there in regards to people in churches that people are just very damaged and broken from, um, that are scared that will not even look and might not even be listening still (laughs) to this podcast (laughs) to be perfectly honest. Mm -hmm. Um, like what, what, um, what's a message that can be said in regards to that? Like, you know, is how is the church addressing that issue? Mm. Um, you know, to be, I mean, maybe it's not something that can sure. come from you but it's no, something I'd, that I'd love I to, yeah I'd love to speak to that I'm an optimist by nature mm-hmm. I really am and I, I like to think that we are in a season actually where churches are beginning to change and are becoming more aware and uh, of 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 uh, I think some of the intricacies of the community and and some of the judgments that they've that the church has has made classically you know, if in defense of the church for a moment, uh, if you look at church history, many people say, well, what about church history? And if you actually studied it, and I've, I've actually spent a significant, like, hours listening to a great church podcast by um, uh, this guy named Bruce Gore, who does um, 56 episodes on church history. Mm. There is no movement in the world that has fed more people, clothed more people, that has participated in building hospitals. There's no global movement that has sought the embetterment of humanity than the church. Um, so, so first and foremost, I defend the church. However, with any human-run organization, now, do we partner with God? Absolutely. Um, there will be grave mistakes, mm-hmm. serious mistakes. And I don't defend any of those. Mm-hmm. Um, the, any, any religious, whether it be Buddhist, whether it be Muslim, if you look at any religious history, um, they all have history that is not um, very pretty. Because people are fallible, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and also, if you look at the, the people who are leading those things, many times they're not leading them in the name of God. They're leading them in the name of either self-seeking power or racism mm-hmm. or whatever it is, money. You mm-hmm. know. So, I mean, whenever I speak to somebody who's maybe been hurt by the church, I... I would say, listen, that is unfortunate because the the heart of God aches more than your heart aches right now. Because Mm -hmm. when we do things as a church in his name for 
our glory, our whatever it is, oh, that is that breaks the heart of God, absolutely. But I also, as an optimist, I actually believe that we're in a season right now where I think, well, the church in its methodology and its approach to culture is changing. We are, mm-hmm. I think, far more open. The vision of our church, Riverside Community Church, is a community where everyone belongs and many believe. We are first and foremost, we're not a nonprofit, we're not a building, nothing. We're first and foremost a community. We're here mm-hmm. to build a community, lives. That means knowing each other, that means doing life together, where everyone belongs. Listen, no matter your gender, no matter your um, income, no matter your race, no matter what you claim to be, not, mm-hmm. claim not to be, no matter whether you're drunk or high, no matter everyone belongs Mm. and why we exist is so that many would believe that is to Mm -hmm. say that not everyone believes i Mm. never want to lead a church listen i never want to lead a church which is a holy huddle where everyone believes Mm -hmm. that is not the call of the church the call of the church is to engage culture Mm -hmm. to love culture to redeem culture Mm -hmm. and i also believe that we're in a season right now where naturalism postmodernism, secularism which started in with well as early as darwinianism is is um, beginning to be recognized as not functional. Okay, so mm-hmm. people in our society, for the most part, have said, you know what, I'm like even ten years ago, I used to hear this all the time, and I'm sure you did too. Oh, I'm an atheist. You talk mm-hmm. to people, I'm mm-hmm. an atheist. Mm-hmm. I'm an atheist. For me, in my own experience, I don't hear that as much anymore. Mm-hmm. People just claiming that they're atheists. They might not say that they're Christians, but they're saying, listen, I, I, I'm kind of like a person who just I don't really know. Like, mm-hmm. but in my human experience, like. Th- I'm kind of beginning to believe that there's a God. There's there's a, there's something happening, especially on the West Coast mm-hmm. um, and, and just in the United States, but in the West Coast of Canada, where I think, uh, for the lack of a better word, but the, the weapons that the world has chosen, I'm going to choose naturalism. There's mm-hmm. only what we can feel. There's nothing else. There's no, you know, postmodernism. You know, mm-hmm. our intelligence is God. Mm-hmm. Those weapons are beginning to misfire because ultimately they're not functional Mm -hmm. they're not they're self-oriented not god oriented and when human beings who are created to be god oriented Mm -hmm. um begin to to choose worldviews and pathways that just don't work in human reality they begin to bleed out into depression anxiety individualism that Mm -hmm. that actually lacks community and we i think people are beginning to be hungry for a purpose-driven community more than ever before. Mm -hmm. And that's where I think the future of the church is very, very bright. And I think that we need to put our doctrines and our dogmas aside. Now, am am I a believer in doctrine? Absolutely. I think it's important that we understand God. But, But first and foremost... We are we need to focus on Jesus. Mm-hmm. Even the Bible. Now hear me hear me correctly. Do I believe the Bible is inspired? Absolutely. I do. Mm-hmm. Do I uh, read the Bible every day? I do personally because I need its wisdom. I believe it's God's. Mm-hmm. But Christianity was not founded upon the Bible. That's right. Christianity was founded upon an event mm-hmm. that birthed the movement mm-hmm. that gave us the Bible. Let me explain that for a moment. Christianity was is birthed upon the historical event that yes is explained through in the Bible and extra biblical uh, historical documents mm-hmm. that speak of a resurrection of a man named Jesus Christ who was dead, who was killed by the Roman authorities, and then there was public appearances, multiple, and and so many evidences that speak of the veracity mm-hmm. of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Christianity is first and foremost based upon that event, mm-hmm. which then birthed 
millions of people around the world, which we now call the Ecclesia or the church, Mm -hmm. which by the way, uh, and I don't want to get too much into it, but the word church actually comes from the word Kirka or Kirka, which is a German word. The word church is not used in the New Testament. The word Ecclesia, which means gathering, Mm-hmm. A gathering in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So not buildings, not programs, not organizations. Now, mm-hmm. am I downing all that? No, I'm not. But but the original plan of Jesus Christ was not real estate, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? It was mm-hmm. not. No. It was to build a gathering, mm-hmm. to build community, mm-hmm. to that was oriented around him, that worshiped yeah. him, yes. mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That was the when he says listen, I'm here to build my ecclesia and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. He's talking about, listen, I'm going to build a group of people. The the church is not buildings. It is passionate followers of Jesus Christ, Mm -hmm. right? Well, passionate, not passionate. It's followers of Jesus Christ. Because I'm like, the moment I said that, I'm like, Dave, you're not passionate sometimes, right? But nevertheless, it's people who who say, you know what? Jesus is my Lord and Savior. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so I just I I just have to believe that the the future of the church is bright, mm-hmm. uh, but we need to put aside our maybe some of our traditions and we need to become uh, urgent, desperate. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, like I said before, today is the day, and um, I, I think the the future of the church is bright. To those who have been hurt by the church, if you're listening to the podcast on behalf as a pastor, I do say sorry. I ask for your forgiveness, and I pray that that God would give you the ability to forgive, not necessarily the church, but that person, mm-hmm. because forgiveness is not so much about them as it is for you. Mm-hmm. It's, it's about you releasing that into the universe, into, and, and, and receiving, um, a future and a life because what, mm-hmm. what unforgiveness does, and I've had it happen in my life. When I hold unforgiveness and bitterness, I am thinking far more about the past than I am thinking about the present and mm-hmm. the future. Mm-hmm. Unforgiveness locks us in offendedness. When I, when we're offended, mm-hmm. uh, it locks us into a cage of bitterness and anger. In fact, mm-hmm. and I was just doing a little thing on, on Instagram that the word offended in the Greek is the word scandalion, which is where we get our word scandalous from. And it, it's the hook that a man would put a piece of meat on inside of a cage. And an animal walk, would walk by, see that piece of, uh, piece of meat, mm-hmm. would bite on it. The moment that it bit on that offense, <laughs> scandalion, the cage would close. And uh, one of the things that I, I'm always so challenged by is when I'm offended and when I'm hurt, which I have been, I've been hurt by the church before. I've been hurt by pastors before. <laughs> yeah, I have too, you know? Too, right? <laughs> we all have because yeah. they're humans. Yeah. And I've hurt people as a pastor, and I apologize mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. But, but harboring unforgiveness um, will, it's so tricky because it's, oh, I'm offended, I'm angry with them. Mm-hmm. It, can, it can really be tricky. It could lead it to patterns of thoughts of anger and, and, and thinking more about your past than your present mm-hmm. future. Mm-hmm. But coming back to the church, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm very hopeful about yeah, the future what of the church. A, you know something, like I'm really, like I just can feel God speaking right through you right now because I think so many, I needed to hear what you had to say, mm-hmm. trust me, <laughs> because that's been um, definitely... Uh, part of my journey in regards to just being like I said when I when we first before we started the podcast I have this such an incredible relationship with God and um and I love people I love community and I feel very comfortable where I found my community which is a lot of believers but a lot of non-believers and just love right like love I have my tattoo right like Mm -hmm. that's that's what I see because you know where he found me where he found you was in a plane crash with no Mm -hmm. building no like just you like you and that's it and um so that's the part that I keep remembering is that's you know um 
what a what a beautiful message and you know so many people that are out there that are looking for a place to go when they are hurting mm -hmm. and and it should be the church it should be the hospital for mm -hmm. our broken it should yes. be able to walk in and not feel like you're less than yeah. mm -hmm. you know and that's 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 been my experience when I've gone in the past at certain situations in my life that I I just feel when I share some of my brokenness it's almost like you know the church will pity on me and I don't want to be pitied mm -hmm. on I want yeah. to feel like you're you have problems in your life just because yeah. you're up there or you're here we're all on this walk mm -hmm. and journey Absolutely. of the community together mm -hmm. and what you just shared just makes me want to go to your church on Sunday you're probably going to see it. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm, I'm preaching on Sunday let's Yay, go okay hey. I feel like I'm at uh, church right now yeah, <laughs> yeah we are aren't we yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, on, a gathering. Church, yeah. it's a gathering it's a gathering right I yes, absolutely on. love that right yeah. and that's the greatest thing is is a program that I I I, I love um and the you know twelve step community is is like that. It's just one person sharing with another and gathering and and uh, loving you know mm -hmm. unconditionally and absolutely and, um, you know admitting that we are powerless over yeah. certain situations in our life yeah. and uh, that's okay. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. that's where we can be found and where we can grow from. So yeah, mm -hmm. if I can uh, just add this, there was a church called North Point in the mm -hmm. states that did a massive survey of how we grow as believers or how we spiritually grow. And there's kind of five ways to grow. Um, Pivotal circumstances, plane crashes, mm -hmm. addiction, whatever it is. Pivotal circumstances, mm -hmm. providential relationships, fancy word for providential. Oh my goodness, God brought that person in my life mm -hmm. and there's some, they maybe spoke something out of me. They comforted me. They loved me. Private devotions. Hey, mm -hmm. there's times where you, you know, if you're a Christian, if you're a believer, you get into the Bible and you're like, man, you really hear from God. Mm -hmm. Personal ministry. Maybe you, you go and serve downtown East Side or, you know, those kind of things. And what they found after this massive survey was, um, and practice, sorry, last one is practical teaching. So you may, there may be a, a pastor or a teacher or podcast even where, where your faith grows because of that. Mm -hmm. If I can just say this, the, the number one hands down catalyst for spiritual growth. Mm -hmm. Can you guess which one it was? So there's, uh I would probably say for me, it was my, the podcast and record listening. Really? <laughs> listening well, there you go. <laughs> well, what, they, what they found is that most people, mm -hmm. it was, it was providential relationships. Well, it was people mm -hmm. in your life that, mm -hmm. you know, when you were down and out or when mm -hmm. you were coming to faith, that it was, if it wasn't for Bill, if it wasn't for Brooke, if it wasn't for Dave or whatever, yeah. I wouldn't be a Christian today. I wouldn't be following God today. I mm -hmm. wouldn't be where I'm at. I would, I wouldn't listen I'm sober today because of that person, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so that's why community, whatever it is, it, I'm not I'm not necessarily advocating for you know going into a church building, and I and I I think there's value in that personally, but 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 getting into community mm -hmm. and being known and loved and accepted for you for who you are, but not just that, but challenged and called to a higher standard, mm -hmm. and like that Christian community, at least in my experience is one of the greatest catalysts of personal growth mm -hmm. and development. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's so good. Yes, We exactly. are running out of time, but I just want to quickly touch on, like, what do you have for people today that are kind of stuck and they want to change their life and they don't want to get in a plane crash to do it? <laughs> what could somebody do today to start their walk with faith, get to know God? You mentioned a couple of things, but where, where yeah. could they start? Well, can I give a really weird, odd illustration? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and this will ultimately call a person to, to reconsider Jesus. Uh, maybe you're going to AA and you've thought about 
um, you've thought a lot about God, and, and if I can just advocate in these last moments why I believe in Jesus, and there's many ways, you know, experience, I, I've experienced Jesus, but let me, let me give you a weird illustration that may be memorable for the rest of your life. Well, my dad came to me one day, and my dad is a dentist, and uh, he said, Dave, I've written a book. <laughs> And I was thinking he's probably written a book on teeth or something. It's going to be boring. <laughs> I said, Dad, what's the book about? He says, I can't really tell you yet. I'm, I'm kind of just about finished. And once I'm, once I'm you know, all fully done, I'll tell you. All right. Well, a few weeks later, he says, okay, I'm, I finally finished it. I said, Dad, what's the book about? He says, it's about the journey of the sperm. <laughs> okay, I'm not joking. I'm like, God, that is weird. Look at my biography. What are you doing? And he said, no, I, I, I'm correlating and connecting the journey of how we got here to the journey of how we get there. Mm-hmm. Let me explain. So to anybody who's going, okay, like what is the path to heaven? Well, it seems to me that the God, the creator God, whoever creator God is who you believe in, he likes to use patterns repeatedly. Okay. So the fractal patterns of a rose are identical to the fractal patterns that of galaxies you know mm. and so the god who created this planet seems to repeat patterns over and over and over again so if you look at okay so if we take that as an idea that god seems to repeat patterns then what was the pattern or what was the process by which you got here well at one point all of us were a single-celled organism okay so i was born in 1987 october 14th so nine months before that it was a good evening with my parents <laughs> and uh and i was a single-celled organism mm-hmm. and i had five days and my purpose in those five days was singular it was to find the egg. My purpose was not to make friends. Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. Be the best swimmer. My best, you know, to gain property. All those things. No, no, no. My purpose was singular. It was to find, to seek, and to find the egg. And I did. And Brooke, you did. And Suzanne, you did. Right? And there was, listen, and, and if you're not feeling like a winner today, you need to high five yourself because there was 300 million others and you won that race, okay? <laughs> That's like every single American and you're running and you won. Come on, okay? If you're not feeling like a winner today, take it, all right? But at some point, you found the egg. But then there was a predicament and a decision had to be made. You had to choose whether or not you are going to unite yourself with the egg. And uniting yourself with the egg meant denying the current life you had. Mm. It means giving up everything that you have and uniting with the egg. And by uniting with the egg, you die. And the egg dies. And the sperm and egg, as they die together in their unison of death, they're like literally the sperm is buried. And it dies. So all of us already in our process as human beings at one point have died. But then in the unison of death, they are born again. This time into a new creation called fetus, Mm -hmm. which is sustainable for the next journey, Mm -hmm. for the next path. That pattern of seeking Mm -hmm. and finding And then choosing to die with and resurrecting with the egg. And it's funny that you started the podcast by saying it's funny that we celebrate one birthday. Mm -hmm. And it was when the egg dropped. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> when the Savior came. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, and, and his gospel, what was his gospel? Pick up your cross mm-hmm. and follow me. St. Paul would write, I pray that I may suffer with Christ, die with him, so that I may experience the same resurrection as he did. Mm-hmm. That we would be born again into new creations. And mm-hmm. so to those who are, who are thinking, what, what's next for me? What can I do? Um, I mean, there's lots of self-help stuff that I could suggest. And mm-hmm. Thinking, you know, think better things about yourself and get around good people. And those things are all good. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, the best thing for any human being is to recognize that salvation, true happiness and joy is actually not found within it is found within Christ, seeking after him and giving your life to him. And my promise to you is if you give your life to Jesus Christ, he will give you new life. Mm-hmm. You will be born again Damn. into a new creation. <laughs> so that's how I, that, that's what I would If you just took that you. prayer, can you please contact me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's what I always hear from Rick Warren. Rick Warren, yeah, yeah please contact always, Yeah, please yeah, contact yeah. But put your faith in Jesus. Mm. He is the Messiah. There's a reason why there are more songs sung about him, Mm -hmm. more books written about him. Why is the Bible the most controversial book in the world? Why? Because it has power and salvation. It speaks about the man. It speaks about the egg, the Mm. egg man. Mm -hmm. I am the egg man. (laughs) But Jesus is the egg. He's the the Savior. And when we put our faith in him, um, we receive life Mm. for the next age. And to get really trippy, so, you know, the Bible would say that we are aliens. And you know that? It says, it uses this word, and aliens in the sense of that we are from another world, mm-hmm. that we don't belong here. Mm-hmm. And the same way that, you know, when, when Avely and Jet and Axel and all, and all those, you know, when we have kids, those, those little babies in there, they're in that womb for a period, but they don't belong there. Mm-hmm. They have a destiny outside of there. Right. Right. And we here are on, are on Mother Earth. And the thing is, is that I belong somewhere else. I have, I've been born again mm. and I'm only here for a little while longer. And I, I have a destiny somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And so do you, for those who are, of you who are listening. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's so cool. So mm. planet Earth's like a God's womb. <laughs> yeah, I know. This illustration <laughs> gets a little womb? weird. I know when you start thinking about it, there's like, yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah, In order not. to see the father. I, I <laughs> No, I love it. I really, really love it. And the patterns too, like it does, it's, it, it's impossible not to see God's hand in the, in the world. If you really look like mm-hmm. you can see it everywhere. There's intention here. There's intelligence in the way everything works. Like, I always say this to people who are like struggling to, to, to believe in something. I say, you know, something, you know, just think of this. We just had snow yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of you will look yeah, out your yeah. window. You looked yeah. out your window. I looked out my window and last night I looked out and I open up my front door and I'm just like, wow, there are massive snowflakes. Mm. And just to sit there in that moment when you see that or rain, you can do it with rain. Not one drop is the same. Yeah. Not one drop, not mm-hmm. one snowflake is the same. Mm. Not one sand, not one blade of grass, not one leaf. Nothing is the same. Yeah. How can we not believe there's something greater? Absolutely. Like, just that second of them coming down. It's like an overwhelming moment, like last night, just yeah. for that breath of, <gasps> everyone yeah. is different. Yeah. Like, he is like, something's out there. Absolutely. <laughs> like, we, and I mean, the power of that is just in, 
in, insane. And if and if anybody out there is thinking science goes against religion and there are two opposite ends and enemies, that is absolutely not true. Mm-hmm. When you begin to dive into science, it only begins to prove God more and more. And that's that's connecting back to what I said before. I think a lot of atheists, like strong-headed, hard atheists, are now going like the universe declares the glory of God. It does. It mm-hmm. you know, and again. I know it's a, it is a leap away from becoming a Christian, but nevertheless, it does point to the to a Creator, mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. I love it. Well, thank you so yeah, much for coming out. Thanks for having me. Sharing yeah. that your testimony and everything. Oh my gosh, I think you're mm-hmm. going to help so many people that are listening, and yeah. mm-hmm. I hope they look you up and find you. Where can people find you? Yeah, so um, check out Riverside Community Church. That's where I'm a pastor. Mm-hmm. I'm not the pastor, but I'm one of the pastors there. But uh, Dave Johnson, um, or I also just started this like series of videos called Leave Life Empty. Ooh, and so uh, Instagram at da- hashtag Leave Life Empty or at symbol Leave Life Empty. Mm. Amazing. Yeah. I love it. Great. Yeah. Thanks really for having great. me today. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Thank Come you. back. Mm-hmm. This is awesome. Definitely. Thanks. Some might be sitting there still thinking about the journey of the sperm. But what a story Mm. that really resonated with me. Like I could actually feel the winningness (laughs) of that story of how every one of us are are here for purpose and how um, that whole story of the resurrection and it's Mm -hmm. Easter weekend um, was explained in a way that uh, I've never heard before. Mm -hmm. And it really had my ears perked. Oh my gosh, there's so much good stuff in there. Like I feel I feel like I just went to church. Like I got that vibe. I I feel full. And I mean, I was in the room recording this podcast when it was happening, but just listening to it again, like, oh my gosh, what a message. It was awesome. And I love the way that he's talking he's talking about the gathering of the people mm-hmm. and the followers of how it doesn't have to be in a brick and mortar um, you know, building. Mm-hmm. Not that that's a bad thing, but look what we're doing right now right now yeah how we're gathering is not in those places we can't even go to those places today mm-hmm. but we can still gather and be in a community and be as one and that's yeah. all god wants us to be and um that was part of the story i heard again tonight that uh, really brought tears to my eyes thinking about where we're at today mm-hmm. and how we can still come together in our communities and help each other and support each other and cheer each other on mm-hmm. i don't know there's so much we could record an entire podcast just commentary doing commentary on this podcast i made so many notes when we were listening um talk about the battle of the mind yeah the battle of the mind was the first thing that kind of came up in this podcast and it was just so like bang on like we are it, we have a battle for our soul and addiction. That's what's going on. Like the drugs and alcohol are trying to steal our soul. And that's why we need that higher power to, to win that battle. Cause we are powerless against it. <laughs> yeah. And then now we're in a battle of the mind and that's what we have to do daily maintenance every single morning, waking up, making sure that we're giving our thoughts and our actions over to God, because that's how we win that battle. <laughs> no question about mm-hmm. it. When we sober up, it is, knowing when we come in and and we start doing something and putting the plug in the jug even if it's not even drugs or alcohol or even if it's you just giving up on a family member that is battling with drugs and alcohol because you know you too are listening um there is a battle that's going on in our thinking mm-hmm. and uh, how god can come in and, and be our savior 
And I, I want to really touch on another, message. yeah, another point he made during that was like how what we put into our heads matters so much, like what messages we're allowing into our minds and around us. And that is more important, I find, than ever in my entire life. I am seeing the effects of that. Like what I direct my thinking to in the morning is going to affect my entire day. If I am watching the news constantly or if I'm indulging in like scary things that are out of my control, I am a ball of anxiety. And if I am focused on my recovery community and how I can help someone and what I can do for my family today, like my day is better. I'm a happier person. Um, it's just like more evident to me than ever that what I'm putting into my my mind and my body is really important. It's going to affect the way my day goes and how I treat people. No question. I really uh, hope that all of you enjoyed this message today. I, again, can't get over how perfect this timing is that we all really need to to have a message of hope and inspiration and that makes sense Mm -hmm. you know on this easter weekend and we're glad you're listening so share share away yes and happy easter i hope you guys are enjoying it and staying safe and staying home and having some virtual dinners and most importantly what's coming up in a couple weeks for us is we are having a live uh zoom podcast just for 24 and that again is coming and gathering together as a community recovery community even if you're um, in recovery or you're supporting somebody in recovery we want you to click in um, open up your computers your phones on april 24th